Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in, everybody. This is SEC Football and Beyond. As we're cutting this and dropping this podcast to you before I head back home from a week at the Scouting Combine. It has been a full week, a busy week, a productive week. With my scouting duties for NFL teams, we're going to talk. You know, I'd say 99% is going to be about how players in the conference did at the Combine, and um, there's some other news that we're going to get to as well, but uh, get ready for that this week, and obviously, as you know, we break down um, this podcast every day, uh, and we break down a lot of what's going on nationally. As you know, we also kind of take the focus of one particular conference one day a week, and today's the SEC, so this entire week... Tomorrow, the Tuesday being the ACC, Wednesday being the Big Ten, Thursday being the Big 12, and Friday being the Pac-12, and as well as the schools in the region, not just the conference schools, we're going to um, talk a lot about the Combine all week, plus anything else that's going on as well around the country at the top, as well as how things are uh, went um, in recruiting and any other news that's coming up, we're going to break a lot down. But it's going to be a lot about reacting to the Combine, certainly from a college perspective. want to tell you, though, uh, up front, that there's no way we can get to everything here on this podcast. That's what LandryFootball.com is about. That's where all the news, notes, analysis, measurements, scouting reports, all those things uh, we've got for you at LandryFootball.com. So check it out. The official workout numbers, the breakdowns by position, which is by day. Uh, and we're going to have more and more of that. Kind of the schedule now on LandryFootball.com is certainly our daily notebooks, our college notebooks. For you college-only fans, you're going to get tons of stuff each and every day. Uh, everything from recruiting. Spring practice, yes, spring practice is starting now. In some places, you're going to get a lot of that information, as well as draft information for those of you that like to follow the draft process from a college standpoint. For our pro fans, of course, you've got the NFL notebooks with 
with a lot of the same information on the draft, free agency, and our feature stuff's going to be here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, really before March 15th, free agency hitting. So we're going to be breaking down everything, finishing up our grades by position with players in the league. We've gotten through uh, uh, just the offense uh, already and going to get to the defense here this week. And going to have all that for you and all the breakdowns by teams, what's going on. And then we'll be dropping our draft boards and our scouting reports. So a lot to get to. People always say, well, what do you do in the offseason? What offseason? It's scouting season. And obviously it's a very busy time of year from recruiting to the draft to free agency, um, <clears throat> spring practice. Uh, it is all a process to get to, to get through to get ready for next football season. Heck, the XFL is going on, and other than maybe looking a little tape, when time, when there's time, there's not even much time for that. So anyway, <clears throat> reminder that you can get all of that information over at LandryFootball.com at a discounted rate, the best we've ever had our scouting season offer. So take advantage of that, will you? That's a, a great opportunity for you, uh, it's uh, over. It's over fifty percent off, so it's less than five dollars a month. So, take advantage of that today. We've got some other options to try it out for a month, three months, what have you. And this podcast, as well as our NFL podcast, brought to you by our great friends at Four Hundred One K Generation, Eddie Ross and his team of financial professionals, licensed in all fifty states, there to help you with any questions that you have on any financial investment, money management issues. I know the market's not been doing all that well with um, the whole um, coronavirus scare and all that. That's okay. You, 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 you need to know kind of what it means for you. Uh, don't panic. Get informed. And so get a financial checkup today. Make sure that you're doing the right thing. Get a second opinion. Give them a call. Give them a text today. Same number, 1-866-998-5879. Again, license in all 50 states. Make sure that you sign up for this podcast as well as the Pro Football Podcast. Wherever you sign up for podcasts, wherever you find them, Landry Football's conference call will get it to you. Hey, I want to get off. Um, got a question and that was sent in. We are going to hold off on some of the questions here. We're going to get to them here this week, and I'm going to get to one. I'm going to get to it off the top here because John asks, Florida fan, he asks, how do you feel about Dan Mullins putting uh, with Dan, the roster Dan Mullins is putting together with the help of Tim Brewster? You see the Gators contending for a title in 20 or 21 season. Thank you. John, uh, I like what Dan's doing. Dan's an outstanding coach. He's got a very good staff. The team's very developed. Got a quarterback coming back. Got some talent coming back. Losing some key guys defensively. We're going to get to some of your Gators uh, in this podcast. But I like the team. I like the team coming back. As a roster, it's not quite where George's is overall. But in some key areas, George's got more question marks than Florida's. Um, I like what they're doing. I love Tim Brewster as a recruiter. I love Tim Brewster as a closer. As a Gator fan, you know that as good as the recruiting has been last year and this year, it's maybe like the finish, the ideal finish. In other words, it could have been better with better finishes. Maybe Tim can help that. Um, 
So stay tuned on that. I, I think there's a chance. Listen, I think Florida's closing the gap. I do think that Georgia's the better team, the better the, the better roster. And look, until Florida beats them, and it could be this year, you know, that's kind of the way it is. It's the way I see it. And I don't see Tennessee where, where Florida is at this point. So I see it as a clear one, two, three. But I do see the gap closing, and I do think it's closing because I think Florida's doing a good job. If Florida can get their talent level to the par of where Georgia's is, then you like their chances that much better. Now, Georgia's made some changes in their coaching staff, and we'll see how that blends and fits. That that can have an effect, too. Look, uh, you think about it. Georgia looked like a team that was poised to have a great year last year. It lost to South Carolina. It got blown out by LSU. It, it underachieved relative to what we thought. They were still better than anybody in the East. Still better than Florida. Still better than Tennessee. Still better than anybody in the East. What does that mean for this year? Well, they made some changes, some substantive changes, and we'll see how that play out. It may be an adjustment period, and maybe it is a year where Florida can get them. But overall, as a program, I still see Georgia and then Florida, but I think Florida is closing the gap. So appreciate that question. So the news we're going to get to um, that we put out on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter, at LandryFootball. We often try to put as much information as possible to help you out there. That It looks like Nick Saban has found his – New strength coach, and it's David Ballow from uh, Indiana. He's been at Notre Dame, been at Indiana for a while to replace Scott Cochran. Uh, more on that uh, in the next couple of days. I want to get to a lot of the combine stuff, but that is looking like that's going to happen. Nothing definitive on that, but that is what I've been told is going to happen. Update on Tua. Tua's going to have his pro-personal day. On April 9th, he's not going to work out on the March date, uh, pro day for Alabama. All right, let's just get right into a lot of things. I'm going to talk about some players, give you some numbers, give you some thoughts, kind of random, kind of as I noted and jotted it down. So hopefully that's good with you, that there's a lot of guys, um, and it's kind of more in – what happened more recently, we wrapped up the combine Sunday with the defensive back. So we're going to kind of start SEC and Southeast region from Sunday back to when we started on Thursday. So um, obviously, you know, um, it's not necessarily in any particular order other than kind of chronologically as it took place in reverse order. So Auburn's Daniel Thomas late ran a four five one. Uh, 24 in the bench, uh, the box safety, uh, and the workouts kind of confirm that. You know my feeling on it, or if you don't, let me just tell you that these workouts are important. They're important as it determines certain physical attributes that it takes to play at the next level. Uh, But it doesn't tell you how good a football player is. The film does that, uh, but the film only tells you so much in its own right because it tells you how good a player is relative to who he's playing. It doesn't tell you how good they are against the next level player. That's where you combine the both, and that's where you get the best feel 
for who's likely to make the best transition and who can transfer their skills better. And so when I talk about these guys, I give you a little bit of a feel and I'll make note if I think the workout's a little bit surprising and maybe there's a reason for it. But Mississippi State's Brian Cole ran 4.52, another box safety, maybe a nickel as well, 6.2213, very productive member for Michigan State's defense. Both those guys are box safeties. J.R. Reed, the safety from Georgia, ran 4.54, um, you know, 6.1202. 34-inch vert, 130-inch broad jump, uh, 15 reps on the bench. Um, Really good tape. One of the more productive defensive backs. I think he's got a little bit more underneath cover skills than the 4-5-4 time would indicate. But you see, pay attention to those vertical numbers and those broad numbers. Those it measures explosive ability, and I think he's got some ability as a nickel cover guy. Mississippi State's corner, Cameron Dantzler, ran it 4-6-4, four, 6-1, six, four, uh, six, one, 187. He's a press corner. You know, he's not a guy that has the ability to turn and run and cover, uh, but he's got some short area quickness, but he's a press corner guy, which he's got some length to lay on you and force you inside, but it's not going to be a great turn-and-run guy. Louisiana Tech safety, uh, Legeria Sneed ran 4.38, um, top speed of any of the safeties at the Combine. Very productive player at Louisiana Tech. Um, it's why we invited him to the Combine. I'm on the Combine committee, and his grades were really good. He played some cl- a slight corner, and he's got he shows the kind of speed – um, that can handle the the inside cover position. So if you don't know or not aware of the name Legarius Sneed from Louisiana Tech, get to know him because he's going to be playing at the next level. Alabama Xavier McKinney, probably as good a safety as in this draft, um, had some cramping issues. He had a lot of cramping issues and pulls and problems. He ran four six four. He can run better than that. Um, Hopefully he's okay, and we'll we'll find out. You know, the pro day for Alabama is coming up pretty quickly, so um, hopefully he's going to be okay. The guy's guy's still in the elite corner is going to go high. Auburn's Noah Igobwini ran 4.48. The former receiver, if you remember him, and he's a volatile corner. Um, He's 5'10", 195. Made a lot of big plays. He's got a lot of inexperience at corner, a lot of false steps. But, boy, the guy has a lot of natural speed that people are going to see. Certainly uh, not valued late maybe to see if they can make something out of him. Kristen Fulton, LSU's corner, ran 4.46. It's 6.0195. It's also important to know when you when you see a time, what's the time – versus the weight. You know, saying somebody ran four four six, uh, okay. That that doesn't you know at at what weight. It's important to know that. Speed is relative to your size. So you lose five pounds, you're you're gonna have some speed come off that time. You add some, speed's gonna come on it. Keep that in mind. <clears throat> really good player, obviously he is a really good press cover guy, but he can turn and run. Um, he's he's a really underrated player, and I think he's got some length to him and certainly got the speed. Very, very impressed. 
Georgia Southern's corner, Kendall Vidal, um, <laughs> Vildor, it ran 4-4-4, He didn't run well the first one. didn't come out of the blocks well, ran 4-5-6, then came back with a 4-4-4. Um, really good. He's got uh, – he's – Somebody that I think is going to be a good player, athletically twitched up. Um, he's really, uh, a, I think, a good value player. Not going to go real high, but I think um, a guy that can really run and show some coverability. LSU's Patrick Queen, um, he suffered a hamstring injury on Saturday. It uh, looks like it's minor. Um, six feet, 229. Um, he, he was at, um, 229, uh, at the weigh-in. Uh, he did run at four, 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 five, the first run before pulling up. So he didn't get a chance to, um, do the drills. He's, LSU's pro day is April 3rd. Patrick Queen is another one of those line of the, Great linebackers we've seen um, come out of LSU in recent years. You know, all the talk about DBU and all that. Starting to become a little bit of a linebacker. I mean, you got the Deion Jones type guys. Um, you know, that's that's so much speed and plays so well in space. And um, Devin White, of course, in what he's been able to do. Um <clears throat> Patrick Queen's going to be a really good player. I mean, he's got he's got some ability that um, remind you a little bit of a Thomas Davis type of guy. It's really, really athletic and really run. Really love Florida's corner, C.J. Henderson. Ran 4.39. He's six one at six one two oh four. Um It wasn't the fastest. Utah's Javelin Guidry was 4.30. Uh, but really great effort. Uh, Henderson's just a... An elite player that's got a lot of ability, uh, can bend and turn very well. Going to be a really good cover guy. Um, Auburn's corner, Javarius Davis, ran also 439. Um, guy that can really move. I talked about Daniel Thomas from Auburn. He had 24 benches on the rep, uh, 24 reps on the bench at 510, 215. Very, very impressive. Cameron Curl, um, had the uh, was tied. It's tied for the most. Um, he and uh, in Cameron Curl, uh, and Curl ran four six, um, which pretty average time for the safety group, um, but really good strength. Uh, speaking of Florida, Jabari Zaninga had a broad jump one hundred twenty seven inches. Uh, was tops among all the defensive linemen on Saturday. Um, he ran four six four in the forty. 29 reps on the bench, 33-inch vertical. It's 6'3", 264. Really underrated pass rusher, explosive traits. People ask me, well, what, what's the broad jump, vert jump? Why, why do you do that? How, what does that have to do with playing football? Folks, what it does, it measures athletic, explosive qualities. Yes, you see that on the film, and you do see it with Zuniga on film. But, but, again, you see it relative to the college tape. You look at these numbers and see how they match up, and it definitely confirms what you see on tape. 
but it also gives you strong indicators of how a guy's going to transfer those skills to the pro level. And this guy's going to be really, really good at the next level at rushing the passer. Athletically speaking, you know, work ethic, all those things are heart really, really important, of course, but uh, important. Jacob Phillips, LSU, ran 4.66 at 6.3229. It wasn't a great 40 at 2.29, but, you know, not bad. It was was pretty good in terms of the other workouts. Terrell Lewis of Alabama, 37-inch vertical. 124-inch broad jump at 6'5", 262. Showed out well in those jumps. I thought he moved very well. Um, he had some injuries. Really good-looking player. The medical rechecks are going to be important, but it looks like he's going to be fine. Mississippi State's Willie Gay ran 4'4", 6'1", uh, 243. Very impressive. Very impressive. So you're looking at, let's say, you know, Phillips, who at 6'3", 229. Gay, 6'1", 243. So you're talking about 15 pounds heavier as Willie Gay in running 4.46 as compared to Phillips from LSU at 4.66. Pretty impressive. Uh, He's the second fastest linebacker. The guy that obviously tore everything up. We'll talk about it more on ACC football and beyond on Tuesday. Uh... Isaiah Simmons, the freak at 439. By the way, that is puts him higher than any receiver in this draft, except for four of them, and all of them are like 40 pounds lighter. And puts him right at the same speed as a guy like Jonathan Taylor. Just unbelievable workout by Isaiah Simmons. Well, Willie Gay is the second fastest of the bunch. Remember Willie Gay Jr., and he's somebody that, uh, with his athleticism, an 11-4 broad jump, 39-inch vertical, very, very impressive. Uh, D.J. Wanham, the defensive lineman from South Carolina, ran 4.73 uh, at 6.5258 at 20 reps uh, on the bench, 34.5-inch vertical. Straight line speed was pretty good, fifth among the defensive linemen. Mississippi State's um, Tyre Phillips, big offensive lineman, 5'3", 7", at 6'5", 341. Some of these guys are ridiculous at the 320, 330, 340. And uh, Mackay Becton of Louisville at 356 running 5'1". What? That, that is insane. Um, but... Um, what I was a little bit concerned about with Phillips was that he really did a poor job in the 20-yard shuttle. Five one one is not very good. He's very high, 8-1-1 in the three-cone. So <clears throat> that concerns me a lot more. And the three-cone and the short shuttles are more important in terms of athletic balance and athletic football speed. <clears throat> Brian Herrion, the running back from Georgia, ran four six two in the 40. Um. 30-half-an-inch vertical, 126-inch broad jump. Um, it's a short yardage back. It's what he is. It's what he tests like. Missouri's tackle, Yasi Durant, 
Ran 5.52 in the 40. Um, third lowest time. Um, Trey Adams and Calvin Throckmorton had slower times. 21 on the bench, 25-inch vertical. 6.6330. Mid-round guy, pretty much what he is. Uh, love Derek Brown. Uh, in fact, I am just convinced that is the pick for the New York Giants at four. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, I if I'm Detroit at three and I'm and I can't trade that pick, I, I'm taking him. I you never can have enough guys like this outside of Chase Young. Th- this is the best player in this draft. Um, the, the the quarterbacks are more important. And so you absolutely take Burrow. You absolutely take Tua. Uh, if, if, you know, you, you, you need them. It's, it, if they're not as good, the need for a quarterback trumps it. Derek Brown is just a beast. He's 6'5". He's 326. He's explosive. 28 on the bench. Uh, he's got bursts. He's got strength. Just Just incredible. Just incredible. Talked about Zaninga, you know, four six five, um, four six four in the forty. Marlon Davidson, um, Derek Brown's teammate, ran the forty in five oh four at six three three oh three. Um I know the Falcons and the Cowboys are really interested. Um you know, let me let me address this too with Derek Brown. At five one six. <laughs> Here people question me about all oh, his time is bad workout. Are you kidding me? Five one six is outstanding for that weight. And now, um, it came out as five five zero on the broadcast, which is incorrect. Um, so again, this is part of where you get a lot of misinformation. But and it was not a good start coming out the block. I don't care how a guy comes out of the blocks running a forty. I want to see. His body control and his speed. I want to see his ten. I want to see his splits. I want to see him finish. He did a really good job um, and had a good workout. Missouri defensive lineman Jordan Elliott ran five oh two in the forty six four three oh two. Pretty good workout there. Thought Melvin Agum uh, of Arkansas did a nice job at four nine nine at three hundred nine pounds. Um, Still learning to play on the interior, but uh, he's, he's worked a lot off the edge. But he's once he improved his technique, he's got some natural ability. Good-looking player there. A lot of talent. Uh, George's Andrew Thomas ran uh, 5.22 in the 40. 21 on the bench, 30-and-a-half-inch vertical. Um, so he did a nice job. He was, uh, you know, people, I think, overvalued him. And, and I, I hate this. Because people who really don't know how to evaluate I thought this guy was the top five player in this draft. He never was, but by some people just put him on the list. Well, his stock dropped. Something happened. No, he's just being evaluated by the people that matter, and he's a really good player. He's a first-round talent, and he's a guy that's going to be a starter for years and years. He's not a top five, top ten player in this draft. His teammate Isaiah Wilson ran five three two at six six three fifty. Um, didn't like his three cones at eight two six and five oh seven twenty yard shell though twenty nine inch vertical, but he still got some outstanding ability as a run blocker. 
Um, Alex Taylor, the tackle from South Carolina State, ran the 40 and 509. Um, pretty good job there. Uh, not much explosiveness in the vertical at 25. Um, 479, 20-yard shuttle was nothing to write home about. Memphis running back Patrick Taylor ran 457. Um, he's 6'1", 217, did 15 uh, reps on the bench, ran 4'3", 20-yard um, shuttle, 34-inch vertical. Priority free agent, a guy that will be in a camp and do a really good job uh, for somebody uh, outside shot of making it. LaMichael Perrot, Florida bat running back, ran 4'6", Um he, um, I thought he did a good job in the testing and the workouts and the drills. Vertical jump was outstanding at 35. Came in at 5'11", 216. I think he's really good um, performance. Good all-around back. You kind of know me now that I just think he's a guy that's a solid all-around back that's a make-it guy. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, you know, five seven two zero seven. Um, you know, does not run. People were disappointed in his time. He ran four six. He doesn't play any faster than four six. He doesn't run with speed that's faster. He's really good quickness. And if you want to know what why he just bounces off of people, he's got a thirty nine and a half inch vertical. That's what he is. That's what's explosive about him. That's why he's able to bounce off people. It's not the deep run. It's the quickness through the hole and the explosion. I think the guy's outstanding. Um, I do think the more I study him, he does look like a little shorter version of a Mark Ingram. Built a little bit more like Maurice Jones-Drew, but runs more like Mark Ingram. And he is just, you know, 15 reps on the bench. Um, not great there. Um, he worked out at running back. Uh, I mean, at receiver as well as running back. Um, you know, what I like about him is his versatility and the fact that you can line him up, put him in the, in the game, and you could be lined up in the two-back set then motion out into the slot um, and and be a receiver. He, from a height standpoint, is not someone you want to get downfield in the passing game. But I'm going to tell you, this guy is a starter, a absolutely make it guy that's quick, explosive, strong, and just unbelievable contact balance. One of the best contact balance running backs I've seen in a long, long time. Another SEC running back Rico Daldell ran the 40 and 454 at 5'11, 213. Physical runner, good frame. Um, Scotty Phillips, Ole Miss, ran 456 at 5'8, 209. 29 in the bench, really strong. Was the most of all the running backs at Indy. Vertical jump of 30, broad jump of 114. Think about this that's a pretty good 30 inch vertical jump. Clyde Edwards Lair was 39 and a half. Um, not as, as explosive, but better upper body strength. And that's how they play, quite frankly. Um, 
if you compare the two as football players, that type of skill set physically shows out on film. This is where the workouts kind of really, you know, marry up and tell you a lot. Vanderbilt's Keyshawn John ran the 40 and 451 at 510-214. Uh, good straight line burst. Um, good day three guy. Really impressed with Louisiana Lafayette's running back Raymond Calais. I've seen him on tape during the year, and he could run. You could see that he could run. He ran 4.42 at 5'8", 188 pounds. Um, you know, again, Jonathan Taylor ran 4.41. Jonathan Taylor's a lot bigger. So Calais is, is a size-deficient guy with really good speed and is a sprinter. He's a 30-half-an-inch vertical guy, 120 broad jump guy, 20 in a bench. I think it's a late-round priority for agent guy that's outstanding. DeAndre Swift, maybe the best running back in this draft, 4-4-9 at 5-8-2-12. Um, good physical back, explosive in the hole, good after contact, runs well, not concerned about the fact that it – Folks, 449 is plenty fast. Doesn't need to be 442. Doesn't matter. LSU guard Damian Lewis uh, had limped off the field. He, um, it, as did Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, on hamstring issues on the second 40 yard town. Uh, Lewis is 6'2, 327. So we'll keep you up to date on what's, what's going on with him. Jedrick Wills. Of Alabama's 34-and-a-half-inch vertical, 6'4", 312. Uh, the top vertical jump among the offensive linemen. Um, Tristan Wirth was unbelievable with the 36-and-a-half-inch vertical. Uh, Wills um, ran 5.05. Good workout for him. Auburn's Jack Driscoll, the big tackle, ran 5.02 at 6'5", 306. Sequid Charles, the LSU tackle, ran 505 at 64321. Um he didn't participate in the bench. Um no reason. He was suspended for six games this past season and we're gonna see um uh, you know, him on his pro day, what he does. He did address some of the set, what he calls selfish and stupid mistakes that got him suspended for the last six games of 19. So, um, and he was, he didn't mention publicly, uh, although he did mention in a couple of meetings I was in, uh, kind of what he did, not something I'm interested in, in discussing. But, um, you know, so it's something that he's got a vet, but he can play. Guy can absolutely play. Speaking of interviews, Joe Burrow's interview with the Bengals and pretty much anybody is just off the charts good. Blew him away with his football acumen, ability to recall, just simply outstanding. Jake Fromm had really good visits as well, as you might expect. Really impressive. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I give you Cushenberry's number. Um was six three two twelve and five two eight in the one forty that he ran, uh, and I think I mentioned I may not have mentioned that Andrew Thomas at twenty one reps uh, on the bench at six five three fifteen. Uh, another note on the bench presses: don't look at the bench press numbers. Just like you have to look at the 
speed numbers relative to the weight to the size. You need to look at the bench press numbers relative to the arm length. Obviously, the longer the arms, the longer that bar has to go up with 225 pounds. So shorter arms going to be easier. That's pretty good, 21 reps. Could You'd like it to be a little bit better, but not bad. Marcus Callaway, Tennessee wide receiver, ran the 40 and 455, 30-inch, 8-inch vertical, very impressive, 120-inch broad jump. Um, vertical receiver, he's got to work on his route running. Returned punts, 10 for 150 yards and a touchdown this past season. So he's got special teams ability. Um, Grant Delpit, LSU's fine safety, did not participate in any of the combine drills. He's got an ankle injury that he's going to have to deal with. Um, the whole issues with him all year has been really the ankle injury that's nagged him the entire year. Um, Southern Miss wide receiver Quez Rotkins ran 4.35 in the 40 at 6 feet 185. Uh, not gotten a lot of fanfare, liked him on tape, really uh, stood on the table to get him a combine invite. He's averaged 18.6 yards of reception. He's really athletic. He's got straight line speed, deep threat. I think he's a mid-late-round guy that can make it. Henry Ruggs um, suffered a leg injury after he ripped a 4.27.40 at 5'11", 188. Uh, it was pretty impressive. Um, looks like it's hopeful it can be ready for the pro day. Jerry Judy ran 4.46 in his own right at 6.1193. Um, so very impressive by both of those guys. Ste- uh, Stephen Gidry, Mississippi State wide receiver, ran the 40 in 4.47 at 6.3201. Very impressive. Um Tyree Cleveland, the Florida's receiver, at 6-2-209, ran 4-4-6. Never been a guy that's produced a lot, and neither has Stephen Guidry produced as much as you would expect. I thought the guy that maybe helped himself the most was Justin Jefferson. You know the production, 6-1-2-0-2. Maybe not thought of as more of a slot guy. Well, he can play the slot. But he also can run. 4-4-4. Very impressed with his workout and his run. Antonio Gibson, the wide receiver slash running back from Memphis, ran 4-4-0 at 6 feet, 228 pounds. Uh, very, very impressive. Speed guy, Domino, um, is a guy that really can help himself out. Uh, has helped himself out a lot here. Arkansas's tight end, Cheyenne O'Grady, at 6 3 253. The tight end ran at 4.81. He's not in the best of shape here. Um, at 253, 6'3, 253. So we'll see what he can do. He, he parted ways from the team in early November. He was suspended late in the year. We know he had some problems there. We're going to have to vet that out. Um, but to not be in the best of shape after being suspended, not a good look for him here. Thaddeus Moss is going to require surgery surgery, uh, on the Jones fracture in his right foot. Um, Did not take part in the testing. Um, FAU tight end, Florida Atlantic tight end, Harrison Bryant, 472, uh, 6'5", 243. 
Really nifty catching the football, getting open against zone. Not surprised. I thought he'd run a little bit better, but not much. Some people are disappointed in this time. Vanderbilt tight end Jared Pinckney ran 498 in the 40 at 257. He did not play well this year. Um, the guy that obviously stole the day in terms of the 40s at the tight end position was Missouri's Albert O at 449. Um, very, very impressive at 6'5", 258. Uh, he's a day two guy and, you know, wasn't real productive this year in that offense. But he's got some ability, got some upside to play a little better. Um, trying to think Marlon Davidson. Um, he's met with the Cowboys, a few other teams I know that are interested. I think he's got some ability um, to go – Anywhere, mid to late first, early second, would be tremendous value. Van Jefferson, just like Thaddeus Moss, is going to have the same Jones fracture surgery in his right foot. He's going to miss about six to eight weeks for both of these guys. So missing pro days is a part of what um, they're going to miss. I thought Michael Divinity did some good things in his workout at 6'2", 241. Um, he's played both inside backer and rush backer the past two seasons. Um, there's some off the field questions he's going to have to deal with, but he's got some ability to rush to pass and he's got some versatility. Um, Trevon Diggs, really special, great feet, great hips, very instinctive qualities. Uh, got some burst coming out of his pedal. You know how I feel about Javon Kinlaw. I don't know that there's much separating him and, Derek Brown, um, the story with Javon Kinlaw that people may learn a little bit more and more how he grew up. I had a chance for the first time to really get to visit with him and get to know him and to know his story. I got to tell you, uh, it's uh, one of the more heartwarming stories. Kid's got a unbelievable tough background. And if anybody would have fallen into some bad decisions, that anybody shouldn't be here in this situation being a first-round draft pick, it's probably this guy. And he fought through it. And very, very impressed with the young man. Just pulling for him in the in the, the biggest way possible. All right, so we'll get, obviously, we got a lot more of the combine news over at LandryFootball.com. I want to get to a couple more news before we run out of time here. Coaching news, Tulane has hired Josh Christian Young to serve as the secondary coach. He spent the past four years as Army's nickel coach while serving as cornerbacks coach at Georgia Southern for Willie Fritz prior to that. Uh, <clears throat> they do a really good job schematically on defense at um, at, uh, at at Army. <clears throat> so it's good real hire that somebody that Willie Fritz is very familiar with. Uh, you know if you follow LandryFootball.com, and follow this podcast, that Tommy Robinson was not coming back to LSU. It was thought he was going to go to South Carolina. They were not going to bring him back at LSU. South Carolina did not hire him. Texas A&M did. Um, and the guy that they were planning all along to replace him with at LSU was Kevin Falk, the former great running back. He's the director of player development. He is now the running back coach. Uh, Vanderbilt's hired 
Texas San Antonio wide receiver coach, passing game coordinator Tony Ball to serve as receiver coach for the Commodores. Um, his past season was Ball's first at Texas San Antonio. He served a brief stint as an interim head coach at the end of the 19 season before the program hired Jeff Trailer to the full-time position as a 30-year coaching veteran to the Vanderbilt staff. Um, Florida received a verbal from uh, uh, an outstanding four-star tight end, Gage Wilcox, in the class of 21, 13th member of the 2021 class. Recruiting at this stage, going very good at Florida. Um, not yet. We just turned to March. Got 13 members. He's 6'4", 228. Um, Alabama, Georgia, one of the top 10 tight ends in the class and one of the top 40 players in the state of Florida. Really good get for the Gators here. Uh, some other news kind of before uh, just around about South Carolina uh, because they're entering. Uh, they've got spring practice that they're starting. So some news there. Redshirt junior quarterback wide receiver Jay Urich is transitioning back to full-time quarterback, having to play some time at wide receiver last year. 6'5", um, The dual-threat quarterback coming out of high school. Um, you know, they really didn't – they thought maybe something might develop a little bit at receiver, but did not. So he's going to kind of work, obviously, in the spring at quarterback. Um, Ryan Helinski is at 100% health as they enter spring. He had the minor knee surgery this winter after an MRI reported some slight tears in the meniscus in the ACL. So um, it was in the upset win over Georgia back on October 12th. So looks to be good to go. And redshirt senior wide receiver Rendarius Davis has been ruled out of spring with a leg injury. The 5'10", 190-pounder is rehabbing from a stress factor in his leg. Um, looks like he's going to be ready to go for preseason camp. Um, he's had a bunch of injuries. had an ankle injury last August that prevented him from playing in 19. Um, so he had, he's only appeared, uh, God bless him, in only four games during the season. So, All right, folks, well, listen, that is a lot of information. I know it's maybe a little bit, I don't know, um, maybe a lot thrown at you. You know, this is what we we want to get feedback from you. But certainly at times like this, kind of how guys work out, how guys are doing, it was timely. We we're going to spend a lot of time this week, I can tell you, on how guys did at the Combine from the college viewpoint. But we certainly are going to advance and continue to keep you up to date on the draft. But, look, we're not we're not uh, neglecting any uh, recruiting information or news there or any coaching news is pretty much winding down. Well, but spring practice news. So we got a lot of stuff coming for you. Um, I certainly appreciate um, uh, the time we get to talk about these guys as pro prospects as well and how they did in representing your universities at the Combine this week. And I can tell you that just um, overall very, very impressive groups of young men visiting with because I spent a lot of time with teams in their interviews with players and very, very impressed with how they were able to conduct themselves. So join us again tomorrow. We'll be talking more about the world of college football. We'll get into ACC prospects at the Combine, but also other stuff that's going on around the world of college football uh, we'll get to all of that as well. Check out our Pro Football Podcast as we've got 
not only just the combine workout information, but a lot of the free agent information that takes place um, during this week at the combine. We've got it for you over on the Pro Football Podcast. Make sure that you give our great friends at 401k Generation a call or a text. Eddie Rojas and his team of financial professionals are there to help you through these trying times. Maybe you're stressed over the market because of the uh, coronavirus or what have you. Give them a call. Um, They can help you understand the market better, understand investments better, give you a second opinion, give you a better feel for what's going on. They're licensed in all 50 states. So that's one of the great things about them. Give them a call or a text today at 1-866-998-5888. Seven nine. They'll take good care of you. Sign up for this podcast where you go to Landry Football's conference call. Wherever you sign up for podcasts, look for Landry Football's conference call. Sign up, rate, review, and check out LandryFootball.com for the best discount we've had. Even more information on the draft process, the free agent process, the recruiting process, the personnel season, the scouting season in football. It's in full bloom, and we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com with more credentialed folks than anybody out there. So check us out. We're not just information guys. We're guys that are providing analysis from the perspective that others simply cannot. So check it out at LandryFootball.com today. We'll talk to you tomorrow on ACC Football and Beyond as we break down the world of college football for you. See you and listen until you uh, check us out over on the Pro Football Podcast as well. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.